Welcome to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. And what a way to kick off the NRL season last night with the Golden Point match. Melbourne getting the two points thanks to a Harry Grant try over Parramatta. We recapped an exciting first game and spoke about all the big talking points out of the match. Plus, Brandy, he loves it. He's on the back page of the paper. And we asked him his thoughts on the NRL trade window, if there was to be one, and how confident is everyone of Australia making 76 today to win the third test? Ah, uh, what a time to be a sports fan. What a what a 24 hours. 76 is the magic number. Australia's chasing 76 to win in the cricket. And the NRL season is off and running. I know you want to talk about it. Sensational. Golden point drama, first up. Let's, <laughs> how are we going to keep this up for seven months? Golden point, Melbourne beating Parramatta. Bloody Brandy's one up on me on the tips already. Welcome to breakfast with uh, Fossey and Brandy on the home of Sport SEN. Brandy, bastard. How you going? I'm going good, Fossey. What, what a way to start the season uh, with that game. It was, it was, as you said, it was exhausting. You said, how are we going to get through a mm-hmm. season? How, how did we get through this round after last night? It was exhausting mm-hmm. and compelling, and the players at, at you know, both both sides at, through the game were out in their feet. Um, you know, Harry Grant's golden point try, fantastic. Um, there were some great performers unexpectedly for, for Parramatta and, and Melbourne. Melbourne have picked up some injuries. Uh, Cameron Munster returning to the field. There was a little bit of confusion about what the injury was, but if it was a, if it was a compound anything, so if, the, if there was bone through skin to get back out in the field and finish the game was... Uh, was some sort of effort, Vossi, because once when he left the field, I thought, well, Parramatta dominated the first half. Even though the score was only 6-0, they certainly won the opening 40 minutes, and I thought that they'd go on it. But Cameron Munster coming back onto the field, what a boost for the Melbourne Storm. And, um, yeah, what a way to start. What a way to start the season. Okay, a little bit of Golden Point trivia for you. I'll throw some questions at you. Um, how many Golden Point games did we have last year? We've waited one game to have a Golden Point game this year. How many can you remember off the top of your head? How many do you think we had last year? Did we have, did we have eight? Eight is correct. We had eight Golden Point games last year. Brandy, good form. That last night was the first time Melbourne had ever won a Golden Point game with a try. Um, that was their 18th Golden Point game, and... Eight times, um, they'd won with a field goal, once with a penalty goal, and now with a try. And just looking at some golden point stats, which team has played the most golden point games of any team? And we've had golden points since 03. Yeah, well, uh, that that one I can't help you with. That one I can't help you with. Sharks. 24 golden point games. And And the team with the least is the Bulldogs, who have actually got the best win percentage. The Bulldogs have played 13 golden point games for nine wins. Uh, 69%, which is clearly the best. Um, Penrith have a very good well, golden point record too. Well, the, these two clubs have had some cracking games over over recent time. Yeah. And remember last year, round three, it was it was Ray Stone scoring a, a try in the golden point period to get Parramatta the win. They had the wood on Melbourne. They beat them the last four times. I think won five out of their last six against the Melbourne Storm. But the Melbourne Storm keep that record. Keep that record going of round one Amazing. wins, which is incredible. 
Well, we, we were obliged to run some Craig Bellamy to start the day. Craig Bellamy um, at the helm, I said in the Fox League coverage, you know, the, the king is still on his throne. You know, a number of members of the royal family have left the palace in the off-season. The, <laughs> the Bromwich brothers and uh, Brandon Smith and Felice Cafusi. But the king is still at the helm. And Craig Bellamy, um, his reaction... Look, as I was watching, Brandy, Craig Bellamy turns... So is Craig Bellamy right now is 63. That's 10 years younger than Wayne Bennett and Tim Sheens. Yet Craig Bellamy's talking about it being his last year. Having watched Craig Bellamy in the box last year, I understand why he won't go another 10 years. And I don't say this lightly because I don't think you'll live another 10 years if you had to sit through stuff like that <laughs> last night. I mean, he, is, he, was, he, had, he was doing his nut you know, 10 minutes into a new season. <laughs> it was painful. So how can he do well, another talk- 10 years of that? You know, you talk about the players getting through the 80 minutes and then the golden point period, but you're right. Like, how exhausting would it be for Craig Bellamy watching a game of footy? Like, he... he yeah. Yeah, you're for right. He couldn't do it for another Blown. 10 years. No. Look, I'm going to throw that out to... Because um, I loved every single shot. Like, when you're there calling the football and you're just watching the play, but then you, in the corner of your eye, you see what the viewer's seeing at home and up, up lobs the coach, the coach shot made me feel good like it was Craig Bellamy going off it's like oh we're back to normal the, the football's back which coaches do you most like to see see sometimes uh, television coverage we say we we flash up too many shots of the coach but I love to ride the Craig Bellamy ro- roller coaster I mean I think it's great and same I love watching Ricky who's the coaches yeah. you like to watch and AFL of course have those cameras right in the box like they're, they're right in there so that part of the coverage do you enjoy that is it is it, um, does, it, does it enhance the coverage? Let us know the Motorola open line, although we do need to make it official, Lieutenant Dane, if we could, please. Hello, Moto. Yes, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, And you can text 0457736736, the coaches you love to watch. But let's hear from Craig Bellamy, uh, Brandy, talking about the round one legacies intact. The Storm defeating the Eels 16-12. This was Craig after the win. We won it, but, you know, just being so gutsy through, you know, the whole 80 minutes, um, that was, you know, I don't think we've been like that as a team probably the last 12 months. Um, so I thought we, we made some steps forward, you know, in that area and hopefully um, we can keep it up. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure both coaches know that there's plenty to work on um, and both coaches know that they've got players coming back into their sides too. Um they were probably a little bit skinny on the edges. The the even though Cartwright and Dury were you know played 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 solidly, they got Madison and Sean Lane to come back into that side. Uh, Melbourne were making errors in the first half, which sort of led me to think, well, oh, they they they're just not on tonight. It's it's going to be a real battle for them. Harry Grant, what a player Harry Grant is. He's mm. but I tell you who else played well, and he played all eighty four minutes. Josh Hodgson. Um, Picked his time. Didn't run that often, Vossi, but didn't have to. And I thought he got through the game well. After watching him in the, the pre-season challenge games, I was worried about what they were going to get out of Josh Hodgson and whether his body was going to allow him to do what he, he needed to do. But that's that was a strong start from Hodgson. So that's good signs. Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses. Brown was quiet. Moses, yep. Certainly not not the sort of form that I thought he was taking into the game. He didn't he didn't put it on the park. And the Parramatta Juju's dead. 
your team, the Juju. You does done. not go into a new season. The Parramatta Juju and at Combank Stadium have really called a Parramatta loss at the ground, and there it was last night. So sorry, Juju. Long live the Juju. Uh, you can have your say, just your, just your quick take on the game, a, a post-mortem on last night. If you're a Parramatta fan, let us know. Melbourne fans, let us know. Neutral Observer, let us know what you thought of uh, last night. Now, what about this? Back page of the Telegraph today. I mean, he's known for his clickbait. This bloke, Brandy Clickbait Alexander. Yeah, he's quoted back page. You know, he just clickbait gets a headline, journalist. can't he? Hmm. Yeah, you just, you just get the headlines. It says, what is Penrith the headline, director, Penrith hmm. director Greg Alexander is calling for a free agency trade overhaul to fix the farcical system that infuriates fans and coaches. Well, um, you have uh, had the... Uh, wasn't had really... The yeah, wasn't high on my priority list and I wasn't really thinking about it, but I got a call off Paul Crawley and he said, you know, what do you think about it? And I said, well, it does sound... When you speak to people from other sports and you mm. tell them that in rugby league, you can sign for another club 12 months before you actually leave that club. Yes. They go, what the? Yes. What? That's right. Like, we, we are the only sport in the world where this happens. And and why are we down this road? We, we And we, we tend to, in rugby league, we just get used to what we're doing. So you, you make the most of what rule you've been throwing. Um. And for some reason, we went down this line. Now, Vossi, you would remember the June 30 deadline that we had for, for some time. Yes. And the speculation about whether a player was signing with a club, staying at his current club, that was continuous right throughout until June 30. So I thought, well, let's just try something different. And we did. But I, I think we need to change it. We need to change what we're doing now because it is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, well, that, that's right. And you, you quote the game tomorrow, uh, tonight rather, Penrith and the Broncos. And, and yeah, they're big names. They're big name players. Like, if you've got kids, like, and, and your kid has heroes, yeah, you know, you're going along time, but isn't he, hasn't he signed to go? Yeah, he has, but you cheer him on this year, but he's gone. Crichton, Lenu, Farnworth, Flegler are all headed elsewhere next season. And, you know, these players could have actually signed November 1. <laughs> Like they, we could already be four months on from when they actually signed with their rival with another club for twenty twenty four. It's yeah, it's a I, long we, time we do out. get used to it, Vossi. We get used to it because the players don't let themselves down. And and I did say to Paul Crawley that well, over the last few years, there's been players, big name players, that have signed with other clubs and have not let their clubs down. Viliami Kicker um, well, never well, played better than last year, did he? Happy Corrison. Never played better. Yeah. yeah. Now, they're just two uh, Penrith yes. players, but I'm, 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 I'm thinking the game needs to change. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be signing 12 months out. That's... I just don't you, think we are need... You, are you suggesting we have a big poll this morning? That we stick a poll up early with yourself? Why not? That question that you're asking? We want to do a poll? All those in favour, say aye. Yep. Well, yep. Uh, and there you go. So the, the group of the, the tribe have spoken. We will do a poll. We'll come up. We'll try and word it correctly. But is Brandy on the money with his call for an end to the November one deadline? We will well, well, even though there's, it's, it's very hard to come up with a, a situation like something that works and 
that's why we probably haven't changed because we think, well, what do we do? How do we how do we make it better? But if we had the June 30 window of whether it's a week or two weeks where players could sign with other clubs um, and then the rest of it's left to post-season, wait until the end of the year. Now, I know the players aren't going to buy that. That's The Players Association just won't make that biggest shift for the players to have to get themselves ready, um, leave themselves out a little. They're sort of hanging in the wind with not signing a deal. They leave themselves open to injury. But this, like, why do we have to do something that no one else does in the world? Well, certainly worth discussion this morning. Give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. text 457 NBL uh, Championship final series starts tonight. Kings and Breakers. We've actually got five double passes to give away to the Titans. Tiger, a Titans clash, by the way, at Leichhardt Oval on Sunday night. Um, we'll tell you about that later in the show. But the cricket, you're down to your last $10, Brandy. Confidently go on chasing 76. Confidently. Given that we lost six for 11. To collapse in our first innings, 76. How do you think we'd feel at about four for 20? How's it going to yeah, be? We, we did lose. What What did we lose? Six for 11 in our first six innings? Six for 11. Six for 11. Six for yeah. 11. 76. Um, we get that. Down. Reasonably confident. I, I think we can do it. <laughs> the last 10? <laughs> Maybe not the last 10. What I think we'll win. I, I do think no. Would you put your house on Australia getting 76? Your house? No. 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 Ooh, wow. no, no, no. Not with that wicket. Not with that wicket. Uh, can I just say, if you had the ability to watch both sports last night, if you had two TVs going, if you had mm. yep. the footy and the cricket on at the same time, it was mm. it was a great night of sport. Hey, Nathan, Nathan Lyon, Lyon, what is eight he now? For 64. On the, on the, yeah, but where is he on the all-time test wicket takers? What number? Uh, he's eighth all-time. The, the Shadow was never a fan of Nathan Lyon. Eighth, eighth all-time, 479 <laughs> test wickets. <sighs> For 64, amazing stuff. Um, now, SEN has had the coverage of the test. Uh, Mitchell Stark spoke on SEN Cricket after yesterday's play. Here's a little bit of what uh, Mitchell had to say. Well, I mean, the Gabba this year was a bit um, <laughs> different type of wicket, but um, that was fast-forward cricket as well. So interesting to be a part of, interesting to watch. Um, certainly not going to day five. Nathan Lyon, today he was just magical. He was, he was. He uh, showed his class, and I think he's ticked off far too many milestones this tour with... In terms of bowling in the subcontinent, but um, he's been around a long time, knows his craft so well. I think he's obviously helped the development of the other two spinners as well. So, um, yeah, credit again to him this week. He's been phenomenal. Mitchell Stark there speaking on SEN, and SEN, the home of sport, uh, never more so than tonight. So you can catch the conclusion, and it'll be a thriller, the third test, live across the SEN network in Sydney. You can catch all of the action through the SEN app or through the SEN Fanatic channel on digital radio. Join Adam Collins and the team from 2.30pm. That's uh, New South Wales time. We've got basketball tonight. The Kings uh, and the Breakers on SEN. And we've also got the call of the Warriors and the Knights tonight as part of our NRL coverage. So it's all happening. You're listening to the Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Dave Riccio from the Daily Telegraph joined us to cover all the big NRL headlines heading into the weekend. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. Dave, pretty good game to start the season. Well, it was, Brandy. Good morning, Vossie. Uh, but I'm 0 and 1, boys. I tip Parramatta. Yeah. I'm already off yeah. still. Yeah, I'm on yeah, the back foot already, chasing my tail. Yep. I, I, uh, I took on the history. I took on the Melbourne Storm's incredible record. 
uh, and tipped Parramatta and was let down. But guys, yeah, look, it was it was it was a really good game to get things going as far as the contest is concerned. I've heard your discussion around the quality of the contest, and no doubt it was it was scrappy, and certainly both teams won't be happy with the way they played. Um, but but it yeah it it, it certainly gave uh, kept fans on the edge of their seat. That's for certain. Mm. Uh, now, Cameron Munster, what, what, can you clear up what the injury was um, and what's the, what's the fallout? Well, Craig Bellamy described it as a broken finger. And, and while it was, you know, all sorts of differing reports coming from the sideline, compound fracture, uh, dislocation of the finger, uh, post-match Craig Bellamy discussed a broken finger for Cameron Munster and he will require an operation. Uh, Bellamy said that uh, last night, that Cameron will require an operation. However, guys, believe it or not, Craig wouldn't go so far as to say that he would be ruled out next week. So, uh, look, they'll try and get him in quickly. I'd be, I'd find it stunning if he runs out next week against the Bulldogs, uh, the, the storm-faced Bulldogs, the Canterbury side in round two. Um, but it was her- heroics personified... I thought he was gone like everyone else and had he trots at halftime. And, and listening to Christian Welsh uh, talk about the influence of Cameron Munster when he did come back onto the field was, was fascinating. Welsh described it um, as one of the best and most vocal uh, speeches that Munster's given, or, or at least he's heard in his time at the Melbourne Storm. And it was just that level of experience and influence that helped Melbourne, helped Melbourne and helped mm. Terry Grant get over that trial on in the end. Just another injury concern. I don't see him playing for a number of weeks now. Is Xavier Coates, guys. He left the field also, the big Melbourne storm winger, and he's expected to be sidelined for at least two to three weeks as well. So uh, they're mounting those storm injuries. They already had a stack out, and they're two big ones, potentially Munster and definitely Xavier Coates. Gee, they had, they had no luck with outside backs last year either. Remember that? that well, they had to ship yeah. David Norfoluma down from the Tigers just to, to fill the spot. Yeah. Nick Meaney played a lot of footy, so uh, can't take a trick. I think I did hear it was a sternoclavicular injury, the SC right. joint. Normally you talk about the AC joint. The SC joint is that big joint just under your neck, and if that's dislocated or, or injured, that can be a... That can be a big problem. Can be sometimes. Arm, yeah. arm, arm was in a yeah. sling um, after full time when yeah. they do the team well, song. Melbourne post the video. You see Xavier Coates in the dressing room, arm in a sling, left arm in a sling. Yeah. Mm. yeah mm. They worry about that one, Vossi. That 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 joint there is uh, that protects all the big blood vessels in your neck, right in front. Right. right. Just. Uh, I'm, no, I'm no, feeling no. now. I'm feeling. I'm feeling it. Now you now you're feeling your AC joint. It's it's in your oh, chest. It's, it's almost at the top of your oh. chest. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, now, Moses, well, we, we spoke about it on Fox Sports last night. We didn't think it would be a distraction, the, the, the contract. Mm. Um, I guess when you lose a game, well, everything turns around. Well, oh, that's, the, that's the thing, isn't it, Brandy? And, and while ever... It's a perception thing. That's the bottom line. It's a perception that yep. the delaying the contract uh, is a distraction when you play a subpar performance. Mitchell Moses would admit that wasn't his greatest game by by any means. Uh, and he would be disappointed with the way it, it ended. And with that comes the perception that you are focused on other things outside of actually getting the job done on the field. And 
uh, you know, I, I can tell you, I was talking to senior Tigers officials uh, as late as last night, an hour before kickoff, and they still haven't been informed whether they're out of the race. So right. as far as they're concerned, negotiations are ongoing. So there's certainly no clarity from the Tigers' end. Um, now, Mitch may have told Parramatta officials and teammates that he's, consider- he, he's leaning towards sticking around, but there's certainly no concrete to it. And as I said, when you when you don't get the job done in such a key position like Mitchell is, it leads to questions that you are distracted. And he need, I just think he needs to make a call, get it over and done with, yep. and, and move forward. Yep. Uh, now, Luke Thompson, um, we heard that he could be up for yeah. six months. Then there was the news was a little better yesterday. What what are you hearing, Dave? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like originally, we we thought he was uh, going to be up to you know the rest of the season out and. And yesterday, it came through that it was much more positive. I can tell you that he's booked for surgery today, guys. Luke Thompson will undergo surgery today on that foot injury. And there is some hope that he could be back by round 13. Now, that's a a significant boost for the dogs because, guys, if we start to have a look at that Canterbury pack already with Thompson out and Tavita Pangai Jr. also out, with a calf injury until at least round four, it start, it, it, it's already looking a little bit thin as far as depth is concerned. Should they lose another one? They're all, uh, they're, they're debuting young Tanner uh, this weekend in round one. So the dogs can yep. ill afford these long-term injuries. And I think we're getting an indication when we're seeing these big injuries that where the dogs roster is and potentially the, the hype and excitement around you know, climbing the ladder right up into the finals this year might be just that bridge too far too early as that roster continues to take shape. All right, let's do the focus then on tonight's games. We've got uh, Knights and Warriors over there in Wellington. That'll be broadcast on SEN here on 11.70am. And then after that, Panthers and Broncos. And, of course, you can watch both games on Fox League tonight. The only place you can watch both games. Yeah, Vossi... um for the Warriors, really, hey, I'm really keen for this game. I, I, I'm, I'm so keen to see how the the Newcastle model looks as far as that spine is concerned with Caelan Ponger at six. And, and certainly what the Warriors, how they how they look under new coach Andrew Webster. But they they have lost Dallin with Tenny Zalesniak on the wing. Uh, he's out of this side um, for the Warriors and Edward Cosie will now play on that wing. We know that uh, Dane Gagai uh, didn't make the trip. He's got a hamstring problem, guys. He's out. And, uh, and Nari Tuala uh, will jump into the centres for the Knights. But it, it, uh, really intriguing matchup, that one. The later game, um, no Reese Walsh. Uh, we were hoping that Reese Walsh would be back for the Broncos. He's out uh, with a fractured cheekbone, suffered in the trials. Uh, now, Selwyn Cobbo will play at fullback. And we know Sel- Selwyn's been quite lippy over the off-season in relation to the way Jerome Luai carries himself on the field. So we could see a little bit of uh, fire and brimstone tonight. Um, as far as the Panthers are concerned, expecting them to be 1 through to 17, guys. Very good, David. Where do we go with the tips? Obviously, you're Penrith uh, Brandy. I'm, I've locked in Panthers, but not with enormous confidence, and I'm on the no, Warriors. You're on the Knights, are you not, Brandy? Correct. I'm going Newcastle, which many of our listeners thought that I needed to be drug tested after what's going on up there. I'm with you, Brandy. uh, Pre-season. I'm with you. Going Newcastle. Yep, I'm going Newcastle. I think they. I I think Adam O'Brien's going to have them 
really wound up for a fast start. But both me and you will present ourselves to Asada then at some stage and <laughs> test it. Right. Yes. Beaker yeah. in hand. Beaker in hand. <laughs> Drop the strides. Yep. Provide the test. Uh, David, great stuff. Great first week, mate. Back on the breakfast show. Well done. Thank you, boys. Go well. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. We spoke to Sydney FC coach Steve Corica ahead of the big match tomorrow night against Melbourne Victory. We asked him what the preparation has been like and the experience of playing at Allianz Stadium. Compelling. Now, it's going to be a big night for Sydney FC tomorrow night. On the back of uh, the loss to Man City, who are runaway leaders at the moment in the A-League, um, it's looking, well, it's a little precarious, the race for the playoffs. So the match against Melbourne Victory, based on ladder position, is a game that Sydney FC are expected to win at Allianz Stadium. But the rivalry, it's always been there. And I'm sure Steve Corica is looking forward to this no less than any other time. He's back on the program. Steve, welcome again. Good morning, guys. How are we? Very well. We are getting to the pointy end, so there's pressure everywhere now. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's hard not to look at ladder position, um, goal difference and all these sorts of things. Put it simply, Steve, tomorrow night must win. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's an important game for us. Obviously, eight games left in the season. We're sitting six, only four points behind second spot. So we're not far away. Um, so, and, and we have to play a lot of them teams uh, above us as well. So um, yeah, it's very tight. Looking forward to, obviously, the, the big blue. It's always a special game. And when you're at home as well, you, you want to win uh, more so than uh, as well. So it's our second time we've played them at home. We played them the first game of the season. We had a, a really good crowd that night. It did rain a lot that night, but we're hoping it's going to be fine and, and crowd coming in to support our, our players. You're right, Steve. Like, you're sitting in sixth and Newcastle seventh on 24 points as well, but you're only mm. four points out of second spot. Um, so a good... Final seven matches, um, you yeah. know, anything could happen. But as you, you just alluded to, so have you got a tough run home? Have you got? Do you play a lot of the sides above you on that run? Um, well, you know, obviously we got the we got this. This is a big game for us against Melbourne Victory. It's the big blue. Uh, next week we go to to Wellington, um, so they're up there as well. Um, the week yeah. after that is the Wanderers game, which is. A massive derby, you know, the third game for us against them. So, and then after that, it, it, you know, we play a few teams that, uh, down the bottom. Uh, we do play Perth. I think uh, we still have to play Newcastle. So they're all teams around, um, you know, that area that we can actually, you know, make our mark and move forward. And you know, it's all about consistency. You know, guys, when you when you get on a roll, yeah. we, we got on a bit of a roll three in a row. We 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 went up the table. And if we can, you know, do that to the back end of the season, it's going to it's going to be, make the same difference. Well, Steve, you've been around uh, the game longer than than Brittany or I, of course. Um, and you mentioned their consistency. And yes, you did get on the roll and you you string together the wins. But I, I made the point earlier in the week. It's an extraordinary situation that right at the moment you look at the lap. There isn't a single team. And I know I'm being a little unfair to probably Melbourne City because they've had a great year, but but the fact of the matter is there's not a single team in the competition going into this weekend that has won consecutive games recently. Like every yeah. team's either one win, one loss, two draws, a yeah. couple of losses in I a row. It's... I mean, that's an incredible situation. The entire competition. I think it just shows how tight the, the A-League is, you know, with the salary cap, obviously. You know, I think uh, Melbourne City have been probably the standout team this year. They've been more consistent than anyone. Um, you know, they've put runs together. Everyone else, really, 
not no. You know, we've been a little bit inconsistent, everyone else, and you know, and the team that will put something together in this back end of the season will obviously go on and probably finish in second. I would say because you know, second spot is up for grabs, and um, you know, whoever, whichever team will you know put string of uh, runs together is going to definitely get that spot. Steve, can you just explain to me what what the what happens in the A League in terms of signing players? We've, we've been talking about wow. what happens in rugby league. So, and and I, I said yesterday in a in an interview that other sports think it's crazy what happens in the rugby league, where players sign twelve months previous, play with mm-hmm. that current club, and then make the move. Yeah. Just explain how it works in in the A League. Yeah, well. It, it... Like when the players are coming to the end of their contract, they can start talking to teams in January. So our our season obviously doesn't finish until May. So yeah, basically they can they can sign a new contract for a team in January and you know finish the season off with us, and then they then they off to a new team next year. So I think it's you know similar. Uh, obviously, you know I think you guys are it's a year. We're probably five six months. So it's not great. I, I agree. It's not not good timing for you know, for other clubs to come in and speak to your players out of contract, especially the ones you want to keep, obviously, that's more difficult. Yes, if there's players that, you know, you're willing to let go, then you can understand that, no problem. But when, um, you know, there is players that you want to keep, it's 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 hard, you know, and to, to keep them focused as well because they're speaking to other clubs, offering them maybe good deals and stuff like that. So it's a bit of a distraction, really, for, for clubs. Interesting insight. Steve Corica, our special guest uh, from Sydney FC, uh, the gaffer. Now, um, the Allianz Stadium experience, there'll be listeners right now that maybe say, oh, okay, so 7.45 tomorrow night, brilliant stadium. How have the players enjoyed the Allianz Stadium experience? We've had, we, we, we came on the back of COVID times. You were playing at a Cogra. Yeah. You know, all the uncertainty for a few years. Now you're at you know, the shiniest, newest stadium in Australia. Um, yeah. What's the experience been like? No, it's fantastic. I think everyone that goes really enjoys, obviously, the atmosphere there. The boys love playing there. But I think um, what makes it even more difficult is the, the teams that come to us, they love playing there as well. So <laughs> it's, it's making it a little bit harder for us, actually. I think it's a bit of a hindrance at the moment because so, everyone's, especially when the first time they, uh, teams come, they, they really enjoy it, you know, uh, playing in front of big crowds. We obviously we, we have the most uh, crowds in in the A League coming to our games, especially at home. So um, you know they they get excited about. It. But we we really enjoy it. It's a great stadium. Everything's brand new. Obviously, facilities are fantastic. Warm up area is good. Changing rooms great. Um, now we just got to uh, put a string of runs together as well at yeah. uh, Allianz and pick up points because we've probably done uh, better away from home this season, which is. Um, Obviously, it's great to pick up points away from home, but you want to be winning uh, games at home as well. It's important, especially for our fans, to get right behind our team and, and to show them our appreciation. Well, for fans of Sydney FC, football lovers in general, 7.45 kickoff tomorrow night. Um, the Big Blue, Sydney FC against Melbourne victory at Allianz Stadium. And one last question out of left field, because I did note that the great man, Jose Mourinho, I don't know whether you caught up with it, Steve, during the week, was red-carded. Um, <laughs> AS Roma lost to the bottom play side. The team, Cremonese, had not won a game all year. And Mourinho's Roma lose and are now not in the top four in the Serie A. Red carded. Steve, how many times have you been red carded well, in your career as manager? I'm just, is that, is that as manager, that... I haven't yet. So touch wood. No. 
So far, so good. No. So, but uh, as a player, I've got two, actually. Um, Did you? Oh, there you but, go. Yeah. <laughs> but, but doesn't it show you the passion of the game, Mourinho? You know, all the games, he's like, what, managed a thousand games. And there yeah. he is getting red carded. The other, he's actually suspended for two matches. The next two matches, he's not yeah, allowed to be um, it, on the sideline. Yeah, so. exactly right. You can't you can't be on the sideline when you should get a red card as well. So, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, he was obviously very disappointed to lose that game and probably frustrated. So, it happens. I can tell you right now, <laughs> you get very frustrated <laughs> on the sideline sometimes. So you got to try and hold it in. But uh, yeah, it happens. All right, you're a clean skin, Steve. You're a clean skin. No red cards. So far, so uh, Steve, far, mate. Yeah, so no, far. So far. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing this weekend? You lose your, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Put the <laughs> You'll blame us. <laughs> Steve, have a, a great Saturday night. Uh, great stadium. Big clash. Great rivalry. And let's hope Sydney FC get the three points. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're listening to the best of Vossi and Brandy, our breakfast show. And a new segment we launched in 2023 is Things That Make You Go Mmm. And it involves the guru of sport, Mr. Charlie Goodsir. Here is what he had to offer in our Friday edition. Okay, there's a text Andrew. here to go into the segment. Mm. Brandy, would you like to read out what has been stated by one of our listeners? Yeah, Mr. Voss, I think things that make you go, hmm, is on life support. This is surely the last crack before I'm pulling the plug straight out of the wall. So, okay, uh, Charlie, awesome. it's, it's, it's almost like the, uh, it's Jay the Bookman. You know, mm. Life support. Um, Charlie, can you deliver? Oh, look, I hope to silence my uh, doubters this morning. So I'll just, I'll just get right into it with this one. So it's currently spring training uh, in the MLB, Major League Baseball, over in the U.S., and uh, this happened earlier in the week. The Pirates and Orioles, they wanted to play a bottom of the ninth, despite the Pirates leading 7-4. to four. But the umpires, they, they were kind of fed up. So they left after the, uh, the top of the ninth, thinking the game was over. And the Pirates and the Orioles just uh, played without the umpires. There you go. Really? That's the electric chair you're sitting in. Is it comfortable, uh, Charlie? Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, someone's got, can, can, got the button. Can I, can I just throw, throw one up while we're, while we're just, you know, kicking around yeah. things that make you go, hmm. Uh, Charlie Goodsir, yeah. who uh, had a week off post um, Super, Super Bowl. Week. Super Bowl. Because he had the yeah. uh, monkey pox slash uh, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> he was late for work this morning. Yeah. Yeah. That makes you go, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You and I are working till midnight on the rugby league coverage and we're up here at the production meeting at, at four o'clock. No sign of Charlie. That did make me go, mm. uh, What's your next one, Charlie? Um, we're, we're on your carry side. On, Charlie. <laughs> no, thank you. Players. Yeah, carry um, on, Charlie. We're the, with you. The next one, uh, NBA star Ja Morant. Uh, he's accused of, um, of uh, assaults and uh, making threats uh, by the police in America uh, for punching a teenager. Of all people, a seventeen-year-old that makes you go, hmm. <laughs> right. I thought it was hard. You know, there was going to be a punchline, like some quirky thing there. Have you got another one? I, I do, one other. I, I do have one other, and yes, this is uh, this is a bit of audio. Um, so this is uh, Warren Smith. Uh, he chatted with uh, David uh, Norfoluma uh, yesterday, and uh, something he had to say uh, caught uh, caught a few people off guard. Turn up to Leichhardt and see that hill fall. I'm sure it will be again on Sunday evening. Dave, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Good luck against the Titans. Thank you. Appreciate it, Wussy. 
<laughs> Fox Sports News. I wasn't there. David, North Luma. Poor old Warren. Did he miss a beat? Did he come back and out? Did he say anything? No. No, no, just said, no, no Warren Smith just sort of uh, brushed it a little bit. and uh, I don't know. He's being, co- being called Vossy isn't the worst thing in the world, I guess. Thanks, Vossy. Uh, <laughs> thanks, make you go. One other one, by the way, just an on-call performance uh, story we didn't cover earlier in the week. The Italian cyclist Antonio Tabiri fined after killing the San Marino tourism minister's cat with an air rifle. It's sort of a headline you don't read every day. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. Terrible. He admitted to testing out an air rifle he purchased last June by aiming it at the head of the cat belonging to his neighbour. According to the court, the cat immediately died in the incident. That makes you go... Mm. <laughs> Good luck. Yes. No, that's no, not funny uh, at all. Um, uh, Dan, can you... Uh, have we, has Charlie finished or have we... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done, and I, and I think, done. unfortunately, that segment might Charles. be done. See you, Put Charles. a fork in it. Uh, Dan, Put a fork in it. Dan, Dan, 